views and opinions expressed by the host do not necessarily state or reflect those of the company and its management. Furthermore, the views and opinions of the guests do not reflect those of the hosts, the show, the management, and the network. Oi, boy, brother. First time myself and Alexander the Hog are gathering for an episode in quite a little bit, you know, for the Boom Bastic Cast. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, yeah. So the Hawk, the Hawkman was away in Puerto Ricoville. You know what I mean? Doing yes. Big. Yes, I was. I was in Puerto Rico to uh, be a part of a film called uh, Bermuda Island. Oh. I was there for two weeks. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It's the first time I ever was in Puerto Rico. And uh, it's nice. It's a lot warmer down there than it is right up here at the moment. Mm. And I got to say, dude, it is so... I I know that people have said this, and it might be sound a bit of cliché. Yeah, but you know the sound of like the uh, water hitting the rocks, like the ocean coming in, and all that. Yeah, how peaceful it sounds! It sounds so peaceful. I mean, I would go out and and when I had time, just sit on the beach and listen to the uh, the waves coming in, looking at the sunset, the the water just. And, and and if you were in the right spot and the wind was hitting you, oh god, it was was ex- all the stress just melts away. Hell yeah, I like Hell to hear yeah. that. Hawkman living the dream, doing it big, drinking Jim Beam. Drinking no, actually, water. funny thing is, um, first day I was there, yeah, uh, it was about lunchtime, I think, and I decided to go down to. A restaurant nearby that was a well a bar really uh, called Lazy Jacks. I went in there and um, I ordered like uh, some rum drink, and I had it, and it tasted great. But the thing was, first of all, it was a lot stronger than I expected, uh, and secondly, because of being in, you know. Um, that kind of environment that it's already, you know, pretty hot. I was thirsty like the entire day. I was like drinking like two liters of Cokes and water and, and everything just trying to replenish um, from after having that one drink because yeah. I was constantly thirsty afterwards. So I do have to admit that was the only alcoholic beverage I had when I was there because I didn't want to spend the entire time trying to find something else to drink afterwards. I believe that. Yeah. 
So yeah. be careful. If you go to a tropical island, and I mean, I say go ahead, have fun and all that, but be careful. I mean, you get dehydrated when you drink alcohol, and if you got a strong enough drink and it's extremely hot and warm in the tropical climate, you could find yourself, you know, being very dehydrated. Yeah, no, I'm with that. You definitely don't want to deal with that. Um, well, TMB, too much bullshit. Thanks for forgiving episode. You know, um, it's been a little bit since we kind of cracked into the old TMB world, going through that and seeing all the, the bullshit I got down. You know what I mean? All that bullshit I got down. Um, yeah. uh, these are always kind of fun. And uh, we roll through some of the stories that have popped off that, you know, people that might follow a website like a TMZ or read some Sun or some National Enquirer type shit. Uh, some things that might be important uh, to them. You know what I mean? And uh, without further ado, further ado, further ado, we'll pop into some entertainment ones, you know, real off the bat. Hawkman, what'd you hear about um, Squid Games? You hear about the Squid Game situation? Oh, oh, about uh, some, it's some guy in North Korea, like, downloaded it, and now he's supposed to be executed. And he, I believe somebody smuggled it in. And he in the per and, and, and like sold it to a teenager, or smuggled it in, and oh, maybe it was online done. But either way, the dude who did it, um, dad, death by firing squad, um, and the kid who received it, lifetime going to jail for the big one, for the big party, until he uh, until he gets the big uh, deportation. You know what I mean? Oh, man. I mean, when you hear things like this, I mean, God, it's... It's nuts, dude. It's crazy. You take this as reality? You think this is real? Well, I mean, mean, the thing is that while I will not uh, claim to be a North Korean historian or be very versed in their politics, I would not be surprised by... Because... Everything I hear and see is that they're so, I mean, the reason they have as much control that the, uh, you know, the ruling family has so much control is that it's, it, they have everyone. And I mean, from what I heard that, I mean, you couldn't even go on the internet in there unless you were like one of the top advisors. And even then you're only allowed or able to go to like, one uh, like a few uh, websites that's even allowed for you to to even look at. I would not put put that uh, as a, a, as an impossibility. I mean, I would not be surprised. I am extremely uh, sad for both the teen and also the guy who smuggled it in because it's. It's like you know, and 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 it's it just blows my mind. Honestly, I think uh, probably the main reason I I could very easily see the ruling family seeing it as an attack on them. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, if you think about it, North Korea, is is the Squid Game on a national level? 
Well, that's why. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. the. That's why they're cracking down on it. They don't like that free think stuff, you know, and they don't like to. They they don't they they I think they it's like when you're in a bad situation they just tell you you're in a good situation so you go yeah I'm in a good situation and then when little little things break through the cracks you know what I mean and, yeah. and prove that hey it may, might not be that best situation you're being told you're in they go ooh it's like an eye opening experience for them you know um, it's weird like you know we had a we got a show on the network called Behold the Pill podcast and those guys will talk about some crazy stuff every now and then and. I tell you, uh, if they, I want that in in America, you can't be happy that you got the freedom of speech to that. You know, for all the bad things that said, you look elsewhere. You go, God dang! Like those dudes probably be in body bags right now, uh, getting carried through some fucking small courtyard. If we were somewhere else, so without you know what I mean. But I think that's craziness. Oh Uh, yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, I uh, going off what you said, yeah. I mean, and that's why they have so much control is because they're afraid that, you know, I mean, something is, uh, I mean, the the big thing is movies, TV, books, and all that. The, uh, the one of the first things that any dictator or anyone in control does when they want to make sure that they have absolute control is... Uh, book burning or cutting down, you know, the flow of ideas or uh, manipulating the uh, the news and all that to uh, promote their ideas and and say that everything else is either fake news or not real to help control the uh, the public yeah. and and from everything I know about North Korea, that is so. So like them, and I would not be surprised. And and like I said, I feel sorry for both the guy who brought it in and also the kid uh, who who bought it. Yeah. And, uh, but unfortunately, I mean, unless you know, things, well, uh, I mean, you know, something changes in North Korea, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Unfortunately, I know that um, the 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 wife of the guy. Uh, that that brought over the video when you know right after everybody left, all she could do is turn on the radio, and uh, I think we're alone now. Came on because she was now alone. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, over Squid Games. And uh, with that being said, did you ca- did you hear the uh, the whole thing with Tiffany struggling to do her "I Think We're Alone Now" song? Uh, she, I remember her used to playing at malls, and always as a kid being like, playing at a mall ain't that kind of like. Uh, Ain't that kind of like uh, like chopped liver a little bit? You know what I mean? Um, like our boy Jeremy Roberts, uh, when you do the cons, ain't that kind of like a bad deal? Ain't that a bad look? I always thought that the malls was kind of a bad look, even though they seem cool and well. Fun. I mean, art publicity because you're getting your music to a gigantic, uh, well, not a gigantic, but a, a people that regularly wouldn't hear it. Um, well, I mean, actually, I have to say, I mean, is the mall thing still a big thing? It was in the. I don't even think malls are a big thing anymore. But what yeah. I was going for is, I think should be, I think she would roll over Beethoven to, to play a mall nowadays to get that uh, that that exposure for sure. Did you check? I checked out the video. I don't know if you got a chance to. It was kind of fun. The audience, she tells, she says like "fuck you" to the audience, but they don't even like turn on her. They love her so much. Which is crazy. She's a beloved person. There was a documentary about her years ago 
about two obsessed fans, and it's pretty wild. I believe it's called I Think We're Alone Now, you know, based off of the, her big hit. But uh, Tiffany, you ever get down with Tiffany? She was a big deal when we were, like, kids. Well, I mean, I love the song I Think We're Alone Now. I great mean, song. I, 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 really it's is. a great song and all that. Um, here's like the funny thing uh, with me. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, we've been talking about, you know, favorite actors and TV stars and, and all that. But when it comes to music for me, Mm-hmm. I I have a complete disconnect between the song and the artist because for me it's always about the song more than the artist. I mean, there are times where I will I will listen to a song and love it, and it could be you know like ten years down the line, and I find out oh it was actually done by the Beatles or done by you know. Oh no, uh, bongo or, or yeah, you know. boingo, boingo, baby. Yes. I mean, I yeah, mean, the I'll thing is that, I mean, for me, I mean, the, the the song, the music stands by itself more than a lot of other things. So there's always a disconnect with me. So I mean, yeah, I mean, other than that one song, I don't know what else he's done. I, I mean, I'm told her. Yeah, I think it was just that one hit. I think she was a one-hit wonder, but the song was huge. Great song. What's great about that song is, like, it's supposed to be a positive song, but it is such a serial killer song, dude. Like, when you think of it as, like, <laughs> this is like a stalker, gonna kill somebody song, yeah. um, which is, it's one of those songs that are perfect. You know, when they throw a love song in a, in a trailer for a good horror movie or a good psychological thriller about a serial killer or something? Uh and they got, I think we're alone now. Mm-hmm. Like when they're watching, yeah. Like, like just, like if I, if, if I was, if they let me direct that music video, dude, the music video would have been a stalker following a girl <laughs> and eventually ending up in her house. And the director's cut, you can see the gore. But uh, yeah, you were going to say something? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's funny. Um, my favorite use of that song, in, in this case, it was a TV series on yeah. Netflix. The Umbrella Academy. I don't know if you saw that. I've seen pieces of it. It was good. Uh, well, yeah, they they use that song, and uh, it it worked where you have all the main characters, you know, in their separate rooms, and they hear the song and they start dancing to it in their own styles, but by themselves. Right. Which was ext- which I thought was really well done, and I really liked. And uh, yeah, I mean it's. It would also work for any cult movie, like a, a pullback shot of Jonestown Massacre or a pullback shot of uh, the fucking Heaven's Gate cult in their bunk beds. I think we're alone now. Oh, no. well, that'd, be, that'd be devastating. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, if, if there's anyone out there, a producer, that wants to do a cult or serial killer movie and has the, the money to buy that song, hire a Mr. Matthew Fisher so he can direct it. And do it the way it should have been done. People that have the money to buy that song for for film don't don't do that. They just go. Thanks for the idea, boys. See you on the other side. I know. know. But it also worked for a big uh, to to even put it out there further. For all these post-apocalyptic films we're about to see, it's perfect for that. You know, fucking it would have been great. Uh, Somebody, another one. I'll give another gem away. Somebody go and remix 
the end of the thing with David Keith and fucking Kurt Russell sitting out there in the cold with, I think we're alone oh, no, now yeah. with the big pullback shot. You know what I mean? Like it, if we had, it'd be fun if we had a big team of people, I'd say cut together a bunch of different scenes from movies and put that in there and make them better, <laughs> make that them better be scenes funny. for it. Um, you know, who's better? Britney Spears just got her freedom recently. Which is oh like yeah. Ad. Yeah. I heard about that. World. Which well, I mean, radiator. How old is she now? Uh, you know, old enough to know better. She's probably like uh, our age, maybe closer to your age, probably uh, a couple years older. Than uh, well, I mean, the thing is that I, from my memory of the tabloids and all that, she was a wild kid. I mean, I think honestly, when you get so much fame at that kind of age. You, I mean, unless you have a really strong support group, you have a tendency to go off the rails. For sure. You see um, but, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I, I don't know the dynamic of it. I know that her father was the guy who controlled her stuff until, you know, recently she got her, you know, control back. Yeah. And I don't know whether it was a purely fatherly. I want to. I I want to control this and make sure my daughter doesn't do anything crazy with it. Or I just want to have control of the money because I didn't make anything of myself, but she did. I mean, the thing is that if she is, that say, for example, a little older than me at my age, I'm forty. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of freaking ridiculous at this point. I mean, to you know keep. Keep it from her. I mean, she's a grown grown woman. She has to be allowed to make her own choices. And the fact that it took this long for her to get, you know, the ability to decide what to do with her life and her money is, you know, there's definitely something shady about that. Just there's off a, the bat. There, there's a point where I can see what she was under being necessary, like and I, I agree with you. I don't know what she was like, but I do know that she was the biggest thing in the world for like, I don't know, six, six, seven, eight years. She was like it. Uh, and when you are it, and especially at a young age, it's very interesting. So it's quite possible that who knows what her, you know, she, I remember cutting her hair off and all that shit with the yeah. baseball bat. Who knows what her real life was like? And she could, she could have been, look at Johnny Depp, dude, Johnny Depp, who spends like a million dollars on wine a year type deal. Like, yeah, but I mean, the thing is that, you know, we're like, oh, that's Johnny Depp. But I mean, it's like, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's still his money. It's the same thing as, as, as with uh, Brittany. The only difference is he's a girl and he's a guy. I mean, it's. Yeah, but if you are, if the money's not coming in and you're and you're fucking spending a million, continuing to make spend a million dollars on wine a year, then you know it'll be next year. Go to the theaters at, at Capitol Theater in Arlington, Mass, and see the film with Johnny Depp and Alexander <laughs> Hawk together because Johnny Depp is looking to fucking make a little extra money. He has to buy cheaper wine now, and we love yeah. Johnny, Johnny Depp's a good. I like Johnny Depp. Yeah, but but like I said, I mean. Uh, I mean, I the way I see it is that um, you can uh, you can only do it for so long. And the thing is that, as far as I'm concerned, that 
okay, I understand holding on to the purse strings, uh, but, you know, you have to get to a point where it's like, you know, you have to let your kids sink or swim. And, you know, if it was solely, uh, if it was solely the father cared about his daughter, okay, even just using that as a reason for him holding on to the money, that when C like reached 30 and all that, I, I, if it was me, I'd be like, okay, listen, I, this is a situation. I don't blow your money, but this is yours. I mean, I have no right to it. So here it is. I just hope that she makes the right decisions. If you've, she never, you're, you've been blessed, I think. You've blessed to never really have to deal with, be responsible for somebody that is off the rails, you know, whether whether it's an addiction or whatever it might be like, because when there are people are in those holes, like you, you can say, don't, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do this all you want, but they're good. They're yeah. Just- but, but I mean, but the thing is that I understand what you're saying. And, yeah. it, and it, I know that if you love someone, you want to protect them. But I also understand that gets to a point that, you can be the person there holding on to the money, holding on to them, but you'll have to do that till they die. The thing is, you have to make a decision, okay? Whether they're an addict or not, they have to make a decision on their own, and they're not going to do anything uh, if you're still there holding their hand. I mean, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, the way it is, you have to let them... You know, you have to let him go. You have to be like, okay, this is what you should do. You're going to do whatever you want, okay? But understand that if you do it this way, this is what's going to happen. And then when they decide to do that, then you're like, well, I told you. Well, the father, I, 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 I've heard speculation. He isn't the greatest of guys, so he's he's probably thinking of money that'll eventually become his when she dies or whatever, or, or, yeah. or something like that. Or you know See, what I mean? He don't yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, I mean, without knowing him, but just talking, like I said, if he was actually a decent father and actually cared about his daughter, it's still the still the way I see it is that. You can only protect them for so long from themselves. And they're not going to change themselves unless they want to change. And the thing is that holding on to the money I mean, is, you know, is just, you know, you're, you're tying yourself to, to you know, uh, hold their hand for the rest of their lives. I and the thing is that if you do that, if you do that, they will never grow up. So I mean, my 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 advice is that you know you have to cut the string. You have to cut the string. You have to be like, okay, here's your money. Make your own decisions, and you have to live with it. It's it's painful and it hurts, but the thing is, you can't be there all the time, wiping their noses and making sure that you know they don't get into trouble. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I know it's it's a very pessimistic way to look at it, but I mean, I've seen people that they have problems, and the thing is, their mom and dad, and, and they, they you know, give them allowance, and they always make sure that they don't have enough money to go out and do something crazy, but the thing is that the kid still ends up just dependent on their parents for the entire time, so you have 
parents in their like you know late sixties, seventies with these grown ass children that still you know they still have to do the same thing that they were doing with them when they were in teens. Yeah, I think you're. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're looking at this one differently too. Um, yeah, and no, I, I can see your point. I just think that the logistics of it, the, the, the deeper issue of it, is you know, it, through his perspective, he's probably trying to save some of that money for for himself. And if he is being a good father, he's doing it to save for her. That when she comes out of this yeah. wild, this wild era, if you will, of her life, that. Well, she I could mean, be fucking broke on the streets type deal. Yeah, but yeah, you I, can I, say that's tough love, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 dude, I don't. That's dude, a little too tough. I feel. Yeah, but dude, if 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 she's still living the lifestyle now, yeah, I got news. She's never going to change because when you get to a certain point in your life, if you haven't changed your habits and way of doing things, okay. Yeah. It's ingrained in you. You're going to do that no matter what. So the question is, you can constantly be there and yeah. trying to make sure she doesn't screw up. Or you'd be like, I love you, honey, but this money you made, you, this is yours. I have no right to it. And and, and if... I don't think he ever said ho- that. Huh? I think he's more of a... I, 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 I participating in you know your life, so you owe me everything type deal. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is that, you know... The lifestyle uh, thing, I'll say this, then we got to move on because nobody cares about Britney Spears. (laughs) Um, But the lifestyle is the biggest thing I culprit with all that shit is because I think that's the biggest fucking thing that people don't understand is you live that great life forever, whether you're flying everywhere, spending, staying in the best hotels, shopping. It's just like money don't exist, like everything was for free. You know what I mean? And then breaking out of that, people don't want to break out of that because I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's extre- re- extreme reality check and depressing um, to have to go back to like regular people life shit. But I think that living that lifestyle is what is fucking kills off a lot of those people financially. It's like, yeah, you, you if you lived by your means, I think you'd be able to live a super comfortable life for uh, until you die. But a lot of them kind of want to stay at that level of pampering, and if you will, in a good life. That they, it's just the money when the money when that money runs out, yo, uh, I guess you're going to the cons, as Jeremy Roberts would say, you know what I mean? But for the most part, it's tricky stuff. Um, speaking of tricky stuff, uh, I've seen an article recently where Will Smith, our boy, mm-hmm. said that, um, that back in the day he was having so much SEX kid. So much of that foul stuff, that dirty, that dirty jerky stuff that he, whenever he had like an orgasm would make him gag and sometimes vominos, you know, vomit up, which is crazy. I don't know if he was trying to show off or if he was talking about his trauma, you know what I mean? But yeah, I got to imagine, dude, Will Smith coming off of the hip hop deal where he was a big, big fucking deal into the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, dude. I can only admit, he's lucky he didn't die of fucking dehydration when he was making the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air from all the fucking shit he was spatting out. I remember um, Paul Wow 
had some used to heard him say something about well when you when you're done having sex with a couple women at a time I get the only thing that makes you excited like eating food or something like that he said that's why I got fat like his explanation for getting fat was like I just had sex with everybody I ever wanted to and I, that didn't do it for me anymore so I just ate food Paul wow I'm Paul wow I'm the people champ no man uh, yeah, well, uh, all I have to say is that, uh, lit, uh, hold on a second while I shed a tear no. for Will Smith's uh, pecker. If if you, if that's an issue, then men stop. I mean, it's like... I'm sure he, well, he got married. Then he didn't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, yeah. That's what happens. Um, next up, Astro World, my friend. What do you know about Astro World? I believe this happened while you were in Puerto Rico. Okay, doesn't okay. ring any bell. Hit so me. Astro World was this big music festival put on by this rapper named uh, Travis Scott, uh, who's a, who's dating one of the Kardashians now. So we're gonna put a big speculatory thing in right here because I might go off the rails on some conspiracy stuff. Um, but yeah, he was uh, he had this big show, had all this weird like. You know, the, all these rappers now do the Illuminati signs, and it's cool shit, the dark arts. You know, it's kind of like the rock and roll thing back in the day where, you know, Ozzy would do all the satanic shit. But if you look, dude, all those people were like, they were rocking crosses all the time, like in the old rock and roll. Like, they knew what they were fucking with type deal. So, like, they were almost smart about it to a degree. Um yeah, those rock stars always pushing off the wrong thing. Like, you know, I heard, I forget who the interview was with, but I heard a... I heard somebody, t- it might have been Ozzy, and he was talking about, you know, when we would we'd do like a photo shoot and would have a bottle of Jack Daniels in our hand and we'd be like taking a big swig. He's like, back in the day, we'd have a couple of drinks and we wouldn't be like obliviated, but we'd get loose and have fun. He's like, kids nowadays, they see that picture and they think that like, they, we drank that whole bottle in that photo shoot, which if we lived that way, we'd all be fucking dead. Some of them did and they are dead, you know what I mean? But I, it, it's the weird, it's that weird, like that rock and roll thing, you know, there, there's uh it's an interesting thing, you know what I mean? But yeah, we, these newer rapper, these new, the rap, new rappers are kind of the new rock and roll people, I feel. And uh, yeah. Travis Scott's at the top of the heap top of that steaming pile of shit and uh he was doing this big uh, music festival deal i think it was in his his own home state um and the whole deal was i guess uh people like he had people rush the stage and like some people got killed trampled and there's some young kids there i think like a as as young as eight maybe i could be wrong maybe 11 but uh there was like two kids got killed and then, like some other, some other, like going upwards, which is all tragic. Um, there was speculation of like drug overdoses, which I'm sure there was some there. There was speculation of people like plucking people with a needle. They thought that's what it was. But I remember the footage that I seen was his backdrop was just this like twisty fucking drop into hell. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and he was like doing his like when they were carrying bodies out, he was doing this weird like. Uh, 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 chant over his auto tune. It was just really fucking weird. It had like a satanic vibe to it. It was crazy. Um, and then you know they the, later you come to find out that everything was handled wrong. You know the secure. You know security. They were all coming out saying that things were real fucked up. They were dealing with dead bodies and they were being lied to. And you know at one point they were calling people Smurfs. 
they were calling the victim Smurfs. And I thought that was really weird because it's like, you know, when you, when you die, dude, you start to turn blue. You know what I mean? Because you have no oxygen no more and your blood settling and shit. And uh, I just thought that was really kind of cold to fucking call victims Smurfs. But well, I mean, I mean, the fans. Yeah. I mean, okay. First of all, okay. At any kind of concert like that, there shouldn't be anyone under 18. Okay. Yeah. And especially no one who's 11 or 8 or any of. I mean that that within itself is messed up. I can you know I can they though the the parents of those kids weren't expecting that to happen. It well, was far, yeah. yeah, but but I mean the thing is when you are going to a concert, especially a big concert, right. uh, there's millions upon millions of 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 people that okay maybe not millions but thousands okay so you got a lot of people in there and. Especially, even if not thinking about being trampled, just the drug use and the other stuff that goes on at these things. Um, but that's any concert, realistically. Well, that's what I said. That's what I mean. That why would an eight-year-old or eleven-year-old be there? They should not be allowed to be in in a concert like that. But that's kind of like the give and take of a concert, like. A parent should have been there with them, which could have been that. That's what there could have been parents there with them. We're not, you know, in, in the whole thing of a, a cr- the, ru- the crowd rushing and people getting trampled. It's not. It's like a tidal wave. It's like if you don't see that coming and you're just all of a sudden pushed from behind, your kid could go from being in your hand to ten feet away from you to twenty feet away from you. You know what I mean? So like, it gets tricky. Yeah. And then the age thing is like. If I had a kid that fucking, my nieces and nephews, man, they're young. If they hit me up and they were like, they really liked a certain artist or something and they wanted to go, I'd bring them. You know what I mean? I'd go I'd with them. I'd give them a CD. I said, I, here's a CD. Have fun. You should buy them a vinyl. Get hip. Okay, vinyl. Good I'm man. Like, you can listen to your room. You're not going to one of those concerts. Yeah. Um. Plus, also, I mean, I mean, from what I'm hearing, it, it's it definitely sounds like the guy who uh, what's the guy's name? The uh, the artist again? Travis Scott. Well, it sounds like Travis Scott was more into you know his uh, his drinking his own supply, right? That you know, I mean, first of all, when you have an incident like that at your own gig. And then you have the balls to like call the dead people Smurfs and and that kind of stuff. Okay, that puts you in a whole different level of creep and loser, right there. I, there was cell phone footage of a dude, and I'm I'm hard I'm hard on him because he just seemed like a dude didn't care. And even if he didn't think the people were fucking dying, if you, you just thought they were exhausted or whatever, it'd be got like broken ankle or fucking you know whatever. Um, you still don't kind of, the way he acted, you don't act that way, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, plus also fact is, if that kind of thing happened, and you have security literally, you know, uh, carting people off, bodies, I would shut down the concert. <laughs> what, I mean, it, it, I mean it, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, without being there, I can't give you, I can't say different specifics, but it's like, 
if something like that would do, I would just con- like, close down the concert, try to, you know, get people out and find out and, and help those I can. And then, you know, try to, you know, fix the situation. I mean, not saying that you could have always predicted this was going to happen, yeah. but when you set things up so carelessly that you kind of like, I'm not surprised it happened. And then you're just still going on with the show while you have people taking bodies out is right. just ridiculous. Well, we're doing a biopic coming up. You know what I mean? Where we're going to be doing Astral World starring Alexander Hawkish, Travis Scott. <laughs> oh, great. Great. It's going to be big. This is going to be your, your biggest film of all time for a little bit. This is going to get you to that next level. Um, I heard speculation that there's some, a lot of people think it's very interesting, you know, these, these dark art Illuminati ties, you know, and you don't have to be uh, ultra powerful to make some pact with some evil deal, but the more powerful you are and influence you have, the more they'd want to pact with you, you know what I mean? And you know, I look at the, I look at certain families in the media, we'll say, and uh, it's crazy. Like this dude's dating somebody from that, from that, 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 that family. And uh, this thing has like satanic shit all over it, dude. There's other people in that family that date uh, that Travis Barker dude, right? Travis Barker is a dude I feel made some type of fucking crazy pact with the devil. Fucking that dude went down on him and DJ AM. They went down in a plane. The only two fucking people to survive are these two people in a plane crash. How weird is that? And then one, then DJ AM died of an overdose from taking the pills. Um, it's, it's, I don't know, like, it's, it's, I don't know if I fully believe in something like a satanic dark power thing, you know, running shit like that, like a group. I do think that there's energy out there that would guide that, you know, the same way, uh, that energy would guide, you know, teenagers to kill themselves over rock and roll music. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so I don't know, dude. And tricky man that whole thing's a weird fucking ugly vibe but it 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 it, it only gets worse and worse which is uh unfortunate i guess yeah you know we got aaron carter was on the tmb too much aaron carter i i despise aaron carter dude he seems like somebody that would just cut his fucking his best friend's throat for fucking two seconds of attention and just seems like Garbage. Uh, which uh, one's Aaron Carter again? Uh, his fucking brother's another Carter that was a Backstreet Boy. That's his claim to fame. Oh, okay. Aaron Carter, Backstreet Boys. Aaron Carter is placed outside of every house on Tuesday morning because he's fucking garbage. <laughs> That's what Aaron Carter is. He's the worst, dude. He's so worse, he makes fucking Pete Davidson look like a good guy. That's how fucking bad Aaron <laughs> Carter is. I don't know. I think Pete Davidson is an okay. Yeah, Pete, Pete Davidson's a good dude, and I give him a big credit. He's going around living his best life, that's for sure. Um, killing it. He's dating Kardashian now. <laughs> the thing about oh, Pete Davidson, <laughs> yeah, 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 the butt. He's, um, there's the baby, and then there's the butt. And he's dating the <laughs> butt. Ah. One thing I'll say about Pete Davidson is he's, if anybody's paying attention, he's slowly turning into the cartoon version of Beetlejuice. <laughs> I, I, don't know if, I don't know if anybody else has been picking up on that, but 
Uh, I can see that. I can see that. Was that. The, that was the vibe I was catching. Uh, and Beto Joseph is like a, looks like a dude that overdosed three days ago. So he's got. He should be careful. He should take care of that because uh, he's beloved. He's beloved. You know, my brother, huge fan of fucking King of Staten Island film, was all. That was the most anticipated film I think I've ever heard my brother get pumped up for. You know what I mean? Um, I we we also. Marilyn Manson went to Kanye West's church because uh, Marilyn Manson's been in some hot water for being an animal. So he went to Kanye's church, which that's like satanic in itself. I don't know. They they they, they worship Kanye. I don't know what's going on over there. Okay, that's okay. I'm, I'm sorry, but if Marilyn Manson's in uh, hot water and he goes to a uh, uh, Kanye West Church. How is that going to? I mean, come on, Kanye West himself is is no no altar boy. That I think that. I think for Manson it was more of like an art, like a discussion piece, like 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 real life art. I almost felt like it was that. That's what that was. Because um, Manson's a dude who I really don't even think was bothered by those accusations. Like he probably like deep down probably, but like on the surface and like. Even maybe not so much, even, you know, even deep down, he just, it, that's kind of him. You knew anybody that's ever listened or heard about Marilyn Manson would not, would not be surprised by the allegations against him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it probably gives him more uh, cred, uh, credit on his music. Um, in the Kanye church, uh, it's Kanye West and Marilyn Manson wearing black cloaks dead on bunk beds with Nike shoes pull back. I think we're alone now. <laughs> you get yeah. into the new you get into the new Tiger King? Did you watch the new season of Tiger King? I saw it pop up on, on uh Netflix. I haven't watched it. Um I talked to someone who had and they're like, There's nothing more really new to it, just maybe some more uh delving into Carol Baskin's husband and That was it. The only, yeah, if you want to save yourself from watching the Tiger King, just know that uh, Don Don Lewis was fucking lived a double life and fucking uh, was like a bad like he was like fucking organized crime almost when he went to this other country, threw around a lot of money, opened up a brothel. You know what I mean? Um, so it's very quite possible he upset somebody and got turned into fucking rabbit food, or just fucking just left. He had a whole bunch of money over there. He was bringing money over. So like he, he, he set himself up nice. Um, it's funny, but I don't know. Yeah. I still don't know the speculation of, uh, her off and out could possibly be reality too. Who, who's to say Yeah, you have Matthew McConaughey might be the new fucking governor of Texas. <laughs> I did not hear that, but, uh, all right, all right, all right. All right. All right. All right. I support I that. The Rock will be president soon, so we can have Matthew McConaughey. Hey, hey, very soon all we'll have is like uh, actors as 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 our political leaders, and I think that'll just really sum up how how screwed up our system is. Yeah, it's crazy. The Rock recently, you know, giving away a car to I think a, a Marine or something like that. It was very emotional, very cool. Yeah, I, was... I, th- I think uh, the person he gave it to, um, uh, it was one of those things where he helped, uh, he helped him out 
when I think he was homeless. Oh, really? Yeah, for a little bit. What, and when then, The Rock you know, was homeless? Yeah. I don't think The Rock's I, I, ever been homeless. Well, I read somewhere that The Rock was homeless for a little bit because of some issue. I mean, that's what I heard. Now, I wish the camera was rolling at the end when he took the keys back and said it was a publicity stunt. Yeah. That would have been funny. Nah, The Rock gave him. The Rock's going to be one of the most fucking richest people in the world at this point. As, it, as far as entertainers go, he will one day be president. And I like The Rock a lot. He'll lay the smack down on fucking whoever's got beef. Did you see the <laughs> footage of the wrestler getting attacked, supposedly, at uh, on WWE? No, I missed that. Yeah, wrestler Seth Rollins, which was before or after our time, uh, before the great collapse, though. I guess he was walking away from the ring and some fucking dude ran from backstage and tackled him. Looks very fake to me. It looked like it was a part of the show. Mm. Um, So, which I think it is. I think Vinnie Mac was just looking for some publicity. You know what I mean? Heck yeah. Nobody can't hate on some publicity. Well, maybe uh, maybe it was uh, a guy who tried out and was cut, and he was like, I'm going to show you I'm better than that guy over there. So until, take until a wrestling fan gets as diehard as a Pantera fan, I'm not going to believe anything. <laughs> rest, yeah. in peace, rest in peace, Dimebag Darrell. Um, Shaq Kale O'Neal, um, f- uh, creator of the Shaq Attack. Um, Heck yeah. The great rap star of the 90s and the man, the myth, the legend behind the, the, the award winning video game, Shaq Fu, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I guess he was trying to get into the weed business like everybody else who has money who can, who can, who can just throw into that because that is the future. And he got fucked over, I guess. His business partners gave him the old fuck you and took his money. I think he's suing him at least. Um, I think Shaq just thought that he had, he was going to create some weed company, and then the next day thought he got fucked over or something. <laughs> Shaq's a dude. I, I I think sometimes Shaq uh, might be different people at different days, maybe different times of the day. I think there's Shaq's got so he's such a big man that I think there's poor, I think sometimes there's parts of the day where you know body parts like the brain might shut down for a couple hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and I uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Number thirty-two, Orlando Magic. That was that, that. That dude was my hero at one point, and he yeah, he's still cool as hell. That Orlando Magic jersey was the bomb, and didn't get no cooler than that. You know, he kind of dropped off after that. You get, I know, to get a little more serious, you get into that fucking that uh, Wakasha parade suspect dude. Fucking used to be a rapper. The dude who fucking plowed over all those people and like acted like it wasn't a big deal. He was surprised when he got in trouble for it. <laughs> He's a fucking rapper. He's a garbage fucking rapper. That's the most horrifying part of that whole story is that ever well, happened. I, I, I always find it amazing when someone does something like that, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm famous, so I'm not going to get you know punished for this." And it's like, you know, dude, this isn't a fucking parking ticket, right? Yeah, it's horrifying. The new they're doing a new fucking Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, I heard that. They're going in a dramatic uh, way. It's supposed to be a drama series. You know why they're doing that? Because the producers, the only episode of fucking Fresh Prince they ever seen was the episode where Will cries about his father. 
and that's the only episode they ever seen. And they were like, we love the show, dude. We watched that one episode. Let's do, let's take it this direction. We're going to, they probably thought the whole show was fucking that. (laughs) Well, actually it's as far as I'm concerned, I think it's probably Will Smith's best performance was that, 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 that episode. Yeah. Well, on, I, you know, he was great in The Fresh Prince. There was real acting in it. Will Smith, before he even did that, I think he did some films that nobody talked about. And uh, the first couple films roles he did were really fucking really spot on, too. I think he was, like, aiming to kind of get to a place where he'd be a dramatic actor, and then he kind of fell into action, took over, like, that action comedy vibe, which is probably the better route to take anyways. Hey, you ever saw Six Degrees of Separation? No. With him? No. Oh, yeah. With Will? Is that one of his earlier things? Yeah, that's where he played a gay uh, con man. I, I did see that. Yeah, he was good in that. That was kind of the one I was thinking of, but I couldn't remember the name. You know, while you were gone, Dave Chappelle and Louis C.K. nominated for Grammys, even though they both got the cancel culture deal. <laughs> Which they, Their cancel culture is kind of a weird... You know, Chappelle caught a little more heat, I feel, than Louis was, like, jerking off in front of people that didn't want him jerking off in front of him. And Chappelle just said some jokes that might, maybe would have went too far if that if you're that, you know, if, if that's how you feel about things. So I don't really think you put them in two categories, I think. And I like both that, both of them a lot. I just don't think you can put them in the same box, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's funny, Chappelle recently went back to his high school, too. I don't know if you heard about this. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, he went back to uh, his... His high school asked him to come and be a speaker, and then after the uh, show where he made some comments about trans people, he then uh, they then pulled it, but he then went there anyway, and then he got booed, and people gave him crap. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, he, first of all, you can't be surprised that he came anyway. I mean, that's just how Dave Chappelle is. I mean... Yeah. You tell him that I don't like uh, your stuff or that, you know, uh, we don't appreciate it. You're not uh, uh, welcome here anymore. He's going to knock down the door and and uh, give you what for. I'm surprised there was no, like, video camera footage uh, from or cell phone footage of this going down. Because I feel maybe there was something where he... He con- there was like a there was a lot like, a, like lawyers were involved or something because I almost feel like this day and age anybody that was that would you know approach him to kind of have an issue with them like there would definitely put that on camera yeah. so they could put it online or whatever and uh, maybe it was online and a- right after the fact Chappelle's lawyers were like look if you put out that tape of fucking our our client dude. Like yeah, well, he's taking fucking everything you own. Just just so you know, if if an image of him goes out, you're finished type deal. So I don't know because I I would have expected to have seen that. You know what I mean? Unless just in it was general, a big stunt. Just fe- huh? Unless maybe it was a big stunt. You know that could be, but I mean it doesn't really work out to his. They, it was a stunt for them, but it don't really work out to benefit him. And even what it was. If somebody goes, oh, Dave Chappelle came through the door, dude. Every fucking, just put every camera phone in that place would be going on Dave Chappelle to capture that moment. You know what I mean? And him walking through the halls and saying hi to people. I wouldn't be surprised if Dave Chappelle had a fucking camera crew there capturing that shit for like, 
I'm sure he's doing some type of documentary about all this because of him getting fucking roasted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it makes sense. I think it makes sense sometimes. You know what I mean, dude? Um, there's a lot of people on the TMZ that don't matter, so we're not going to talk about them. There's so many people <laughs> that don't matter. It's, it's almost scary how many people don't matter on the TMZ page. Maybe we're getting too old or something, but uh, it's just fucking... It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't work out. Uh, you'd like this though. This caught my eye. Vigilante, a vigilante known as the Stockton Batman, claims he apprehended double a double murder suspect. Now he claimed. It doesn't officially say that he did. Um, I, I don't. Vigilante, uh, unless he's dressed up in a Batman outfit, I can't be impressed. I'm talking a good Batman outfit, like the ones when you see the rich people that make fan films of Batman, like those, <laughs> that type of Batman outfit. Oh, uh, come on. Not, not like in uh, Adam West uh, onesie? <laughs> I have more respect for that. Um, but I like what the, the, like the actual bulletproof one, which would, would be funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, these are interesting. Uh, but if they get shot and killed, I mean, you can't... You, it's almost a self-defense thing to a degree with something you can, whoever killed you can get off, get off on your fucking murder. Uh, who wants to get murdered and their person walk free? That sucks. The, the killer walk mm-hmm. free. That's garbage. But yeah, that fucking, that, 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 that whole wrestling thing, dude was ridiculous. Um, just madness, dude. Seth Rollins, who cares? Right. Who cares? You know what I mean? You know what I mean, man? Okay. You know what I mean, Dougie? I know what you mean. He knows what I mean. Um, We had Young Dolph, the rapper, died, got shot. Um, You know, whenever anybody young fucking dies, it's sad. Uh, I'm not really familiar with his music. Um, I do know that our boy Willie D from Ghetto Boys uh, was talking about it. And I know that... um, was at a cookie spot. There was some cookie spot in his in his local city that was that was their thing that they were known for. And I guess there was Instagram pictures of him. He'd just stop in there and buy buy cookies. And uh, you know, knowing he was there, it's dangerous, man. It's like when you when you get it's it's weird because you get to a certain height and so many people love you and stuff like that in that world that you go, okay, I'm kind of safe. They feel like they can walk wherever, you know, where they might not have been able to go before, maybe because of like gang violence and shit, um, you know, competing gangs. Uh, you go, oh shit, I'm so big now, everybody loves me. Then you go into that turf and you fucking find out the hard way that you ain't loved by everybody. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a case of that as well as a case of the dude was probably wearing uh, the value in the jewelry he was wearing is probably more than all of those people who killed him would ever fucking make in their life. You know what I mean? So stuff like that, you got to be careful with. You know, if you're going, if you're going around people that would fucking kill you for the fucking ring you're wearing, and you're wearing ten rings, you might not want to go around those people. That's what I'll say about that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is that uh, we could all. Hope and wish that uh, that the world was a better, a safer place. But uh, just use some common sense. I mean, I, <clears throat> that you know, when you're walking into some areas, you dress down. You don't dress up, dude. Right. 
Oh, for sure. I know when Hawk goes into his town, he dresses down, he takes off all the rings and necklaces and... Hey, hey, dude, dude, I have, have, have a rule of thumb when I go traveling, and that is always dress down because, I mean, if you look too good uh, uh, traveling somewhere, someone might think you actually have something worth stealing on you. Right. It's interesting, you know, but I know recently Kodak Black, another rapper I'm not familiar with, gave away like 5,000 turkeys for Thanksgiving. Great. Huh. I, I don't know the dude. But I feel like I wouldn't like his music, but I feel like I'd like him a little bit because he just did a great deed. And I like humans. I like good humans. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I believe this might have been the dude with the jewel in his face, in his forehead. So I might have to take a little bit of that good human back. <laughs> but I, I commend him and I applaud him for doing that. Um, giving uh. away turkeys on Thanksgiving is like... It goes back is for, forever. But I always, I always love hearing that because... There are people sometimes that can't get a turkey or people that you giving them that turkey would mean they could get other stuff and have a full feast. And I always appreciate, man, people being good to people. We get hard on people and make fun of people, man, but we're all about people being good to people in the overall. We might throw some shots at some people, but those people don't give a fuck what we say about them. And hopefully we make people laugh that uh, need a laugh. You know what I mean? That's how we do it. Now, there was a fucking foosball player recently, too. Uh, Zach Stacy, some ex-football player. Uh, I wonder what he was fucking tossed for. The way he ta- they, they, they fucking tossed his girlfriend, like, fucking through a room. It was horrifying. Um, don't exactly know what caused it. Probably the fact he's a spoiled football player that got everything he ever wanted up until that moment. And then he couldn't, couldn't understand reality. Uh, he, like, punched her in the fucking head. He, like, beat the fuck out of her. Um, there was a baby on hand just chilling, watching but with the bubba up, watching his fucking dad annihilate his mother. At one point, he picks her up and throws her across the room into a TV. It was like a superhero movie that the fucking Hawkman would watch. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, like, crazy. But, you know, I at first when I seen that after I was, like, blown away by how awful it was, the, the, the next awful thing popped in my head, which was, it's very possible that she won't even press charges on this fucking animal. And I was proven wrong, because I guess she did, uh, which people need to do more of. But she probably did it because, realistically, he would have came back and killed her. You know what yeah. I mean? People that just get a slap on the wrist for doing that type of damage, they come back and kill because they almost test the waters. They get like this weird risky fucking edge to it that they get high off of and they go, Ooh shit. But this dude was a madman. There's a kid, I think on a blanket on the couch, like a foot away from all this. And this was like, this was like all, all assault is horrifying. This was like, he attacked this chick. Like he was attacking me or Hawk. Sneaking into the back window to rob his fucking weed jar or something, you know what I mean? Like he was taking no prisoners, and it's horrifying. I feel bad for the girl, dude. You fucking and I lit her up, dude. It's it's, it's brutal. Um, it's unfortunately you see a lot of this with the, the most pampered people. Why why is it that sometimes the most people with the best lives act like the biggest shitbags? Hawk, can you answer that for me? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing I always wonder. Is like you know. You have so much money that all you have to do is wake up, sleep, eat, you know, you know, take a shit, but everything else, you know, is pretty, you know, never have to worry about 
a roof over your head or food on your table. But then yeah. you go out of your way to, you know, either screw up your life or screw up someone else's life. And it's like, really? You know, you've got... And then, of course, then they have the balls to complain about it. Right. Like, oh, no one understands me. No one cares. I'm like, dude, no one gives a shit. Welcome to the real world. Yeah. Uh, Wendy Williams, I heard, is it got the, fir- the early stages of Alzheimer's or something like that. She Maybe was she'll forget that she has a show. She so she was so now she'll probably say, "How you doing?" A whole bunch of times. Yeah. That's a joke because she says, "How you doing?" A whole bunch of times already. So what it'll be like? I mean, I've seen a few of her episodes, and I mean, I mean, maybe it's just me, but she definitely doesn't come off as likable. I mean, I I could only, uh, barely do two show two episodes. When she first popped on the scene, I actually got a chuckle out of her the first couple times I seen her because she was like, she didn't like think. She's one of those, you know, those people that don't think and they just say outrageous shit. Sometimes people say that was myself. Um, and then you just, you kind of can't believe they say stuff, so you find an entertainment in it. In the beginning, I think she was that. And that, how you doing? How you doing thing is so fucking annoying that it was funny. Um, but I think she kind of, it's kind of like what a wrestler lives the gimmick or dice dice is the best example of it dude he he became that character you know what i mean so like i think that she really pushed it to the point where she became that really fucking trying because she upset a lot of people should always be saying like for a period of time it was like every three days almost she was saying something that was like outrageous um, yeah now our boy longtime friend of the show Dustin Diamond, I think he he visited with us on our first episode uh, of the audio version of the Boombastic cast, and they said that uh, Screech's robot Kevin is yeah. going to be making it into the Save by the Bell, uh, the new show. Even though Screech Screech was not allowed to be a part of the show, they all had beef. What do you think of that? <laughs> well, I mean. We had all, I mean, like, like Matt said, we already talked about this. And, I mean, it's, I think they also, I don't know whether it's going to be part of that show or whether they did it, but they were supposed to have, like, a clip show where they uh, bring up that, you know, Screech, they, they, they make up uh, some reason for Screech passing away in that world and they talk about, you know, how great he was, blah, blah, blah. And they were going to have, like, a clip show showing all all the stuff in the past episodes. And, okay, that, that's the nice nice tribute that you, you, you're doing something. But, again, I can't help but feel that's a little bit too late. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, yeah. When when I understand that they had a lot of issues with each other, and people, even if you work with someone for a long time, doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be, you know, great friends or that you're going to see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. But yeah. I mean, you know, bringing his robot on, I think, is just another stupid, you know, kind of. Them trying to be like, 
hey, I know that we didn't bring him on when he was alive, but hey, remember that we still care. We brought his robot on. Which is kind of like, just do a tribute show, show some clips, you know, try to show that you, you, you said that you missed and just move on. When you try to do stuff like this, it comes off more or less genuine and more, you know, huh, let's try to boost ratings by bringing something else showing that we actually did care about Justin Diamond. Right. Which yeah, is I'm- like, you, you didn't care about him when he was alive. I mean, you only brought Lisa Turtle's character in. Um, she after like all this happened, she had a breakdown or something, didn't she? Or, or got like get well, weird I, on I, Instagram. I think, I think the actress, unfortunately, I don't remember her name. I, I think that she does have uh, bipolar disorder or something like that. Whenever you, yeah, whenever you, whenever you're not in it, whenever like you're not invited for a reunion show, you just need to go on Instagram and and t- talk to the audience with the news hanging in the background, and you'll be a part <laughs> of that reunion show in about a week. <laughs> Um, but yeah, dude, it's interesting. It's crazy. Screech, you know, Screech had heavy beef with all of them. I think Screech, because if you think about it, Screech was the was the one that really kind of boomed. Like his character almost left. He became the Urkel character, like we talked about in that that other episode, where he kind of took over. He could. They could have definitely spun off a show and done Screech, but they couldn't have spun off a show and done Zach Morris. Or Kelly Kapowski, you know what I mean? Even yeah, you, because I mean, you, I mean, you look at and you look, you look at Zach Morris and Kelly Kapowski or Slater, and you're like, oh, I, or, or Lisa Turtle, dude, and be like, oh, I, I wouldn't mind being these people in life. Like nobody goes, hey, I wouldn't mind being Screech, you know what I mean? But he yeah, still I'm, I'm, blew up yeah, kind of bigger I mean, than the show. I mean, the funny thing is that. The only reason I was saved by the bell was because of Screech, because he was the only person that made me feel like, okay, he's he's a pretty normal, I mean, other than being, like, overly geeky, he was the most realistic person in the show. Right. I mean, come on, you got, you got Zach Morris, who's the, you know, good-looking, blonde-haired little guy. Uh, Not anymore. Uh, con- well... Con, Mark Paul Gla- my boy Mark Paul Glazier fucking it's like uh, well, I mean the thing the is that you know nowadays. Yeah, yeah well he was naturally brunette they for whatever reason wanted him blonde so he bleached his hair so it looked cool as hell man why else would you do that shit well yeah I mean man. all the other characters were like you know the cool kids and and of course you know uh, Screech was kind of the uh the audience surrogate because we're like, well, you know, they're the cool kids, but they lit, you know, this normal guy, this, you know, geek that would not ever normally be in that group, in that group. So, you know, he kind of felt like, oh, the cool kids could bring in someone like me at one point. Yeah. But of course, we know reality that would never happen. Yeah. I guess there was a, the, the author of, uh, uh, the Lovely Bones, which is a good flick by Peter Jackson, and uh, the book's pretty decent too. Uh, and, uh, she, I guess she wrongfully accused a dude of uh, raping her years ago, and uh, they finally let him out. Uh, which, dude, that's that's always a harsh one, dude. When uh, whenever you hear about people going away for fucking thirty years over nonsense, and then they kind of it's like, how do you even say sorry to these people? 
she should probably have to give him some give him some royalties for she wrote a book about it. She should give him those royalties, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it never gonna happen because, you know, in today's world you're guilty until proven innocent. And even when you're proven innocent, the uh, stigma does not leave you. For sure. Absolutely for sure. We have a friend filmmaker that uh, is in a way bigger caliber of class of filmmaking than we are that got attacked. Uh, we don't, we kind of don't think that's the vibe. We don't think that's the deal, but you can see that uh, there's many losses outside of the actual big problem that come with that, which is unfortunate. And uh, yeah, Anthony Broadwater is the dude's name. Spent 16 years in prison. That's fucked up. Anthony, we're sending you our love, man. That's fucked up. But hopefully they give you something. And uh, Anthony's cellmate, in the big house, pullback shot. I think we're alone now. Because <laughs> he's all good in the hood. You know what I mean? Now, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian split. Ain't that horrifying? I, I, when I heard that news, I wanted to jump out of a window immediately and kill myself. I said, how could I live in a world without Kanye and Kim Kardashian being married? And then Very I thought, easily. Then I thought <laughs> to myself, I think they're still married, even though she's fucking Pete Davidson. That's that dark art shit where uh, even though you're married, it's okay for other people to fuck your wife. I don't know what that story is. But uh, I guess you got to have fun. Boy, got to have fun, right? I got to have fun. Now, when you, ate, when you ate Thanksgiving with your family this year, yeah. you sat down, you had fun. Uh, were you happy, did you happen to think of any of the crazy celebrity people that are in prison right now, like R. Kelly, uh, you know, fucking Weinstein, Suge Knight? Uh, did you ever think of what those people might be eating? <laughs> uh, no, no, I really, uh, I never think of what uh, they'd be eating on Thanksgiving. Really? Well. Just in case you were wondering, uh, Mr. R. Kelly himself, along a big glass of piss right off the bat. <laughs> uh, with that roast turkey, a roast eggplant, turkey gravy, cornbread stuffing, cranberry sauce, biscuit, and pie. That dude was living it big. That's in Ooh. the NBC in Brooklyn. They're hooking him up. Um, what we got here? Suge Knight, our boy Suge Knight, in San Diego. Richard J. Donovan Correctional Facility. Roast turkey. Green salad with dressing. Cranberry sauce. Cornbread stuffing. Mashed potatoes. Gravy. Vegetables. Dinner roll or biscuit and pumpkin pie. That's like a last meal. It's a whole bunch of shit. That's more than I had in my fucking family. Um, And then Weinstein. We'll finish up with Weinstein. That's an entertainment show, of course. In Los Angeles County Jail. Roast turkey, mashed potatoes, brown gravy, cranberry sauce, green beans, tossed salad. I bet there's a lot of tossed salad <laughs> going down. With dressing, uh, dinner roll, and pumpkin muffin. So it sounds like they had the least uh, least appetizing platter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it could only be outdone by this a dude named uh, YNW Melly, which I can only assume is a horrible rap name. Uh, he had turkey breast, gravy, mashed potatoes, green beans, breadsticks, and bread pudding. That sounds like a prison term as, as a fucking meal. They should <laughs> let him out on whatever he did just for having to eat that fucking slop. Unbelievable. Uh, it's definitely a crazy vibe. 
But yeah, they got to live a little large and doing it big, you know, and people like that. You happy that J Lo and uh, Ben are back together? Oh yes, yes, my life is complete. Yeah, I'm I, I'm very happy for that. Uh, I like Affleck. Affleck's actually I like Dig Affleck a lot, so I'm not gonna hate. Uh, J Lo not so much. I'm not gonna lie, but I can understand. You know, she's got. Uh, very attractive uh, in pop culture, very famous. You know, I was talking about this the other day. It's like when you're a celebrity, you, you're going to want to kind of link up with another celebrity that you can kind of, their their body of work or their impact they've had that you can kind of almost applaud and take, uh, you know, take fucking, uh, you know, whatever. The, you can appreciate, you know what I mean? You can appreciate their body of work and know that, that people are going to love it. People are going to love it. Love it. You know, there's a tactic that the mob used to do. I just finished up The Irishman. It was called blanketing people. And it, it sounds funny. And then when you think about it, you go, okay, I understand. Now, the tactic would be you would run up on somebody you were trying to prove a point to, and you would throw a blanket over them. And you would then you'd, you'd, you'd run off. And they'd take the blanket off, and you wouldn't be there. And the whole deal, the whole vibe of it is to let you know that at any moment you could be touched. So like when that blanket goes over you, when you're in that blackness and you kind of scramble, the, well, what the fuck is this? And get it off of you. And then by the time you get it off, whoever is gone, it's them telling you that we could easily walk up on you, pop you in the fucking head and be gone before you hit the ground. And that's what the, the one of the tactics, more of a friendly tactic than mob people used to do. And we know the mob people are all about friendly tactics. All about friendly tactics. <laughs> Uh, me and Alex are making a movie, a mob movie called Friendly Tactics. <laughs> uh, that's actually a great idea. And it's the the entire movie is the mob running through blankets over people. I remember uh, Madonna blasted Instagram because she put up some pictures of her like half nude. Uh, and they they took them down or they like blurred out the nipples or something. And I seen those pictures. Madonna, they did they they did Madonna a solid by taking those pics down. You know what I mean? <laughs> so one of those deals. Oh, you're saying Madonna isn't as 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 uh, hot as she was way back when? Uh, I'd say there's a big difference between 25 and 134. That's oh. there's a big difference with that. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, um, you know, there's a big difference there. I can give her a little. We're not going to get into the jungle love over here. I can give her a 30, 40 year grace period to kind of figure it out, but I think that she's at you know you can't say anything about the sexiness of what she used to be. You know her gimmick. You know, there'll be, there'll never be another Madonna. I'm giving her the full respect, but I think she's somebody like our friend Marky Mark that is really trying to hold on to being 25 years old still. Like Marky Mark's fucking like probably pushing 60 realistically and dresses like a fucking 12 year old kid, which I'm not hating on him. That's his deal. It's a little weird, but I think it's the same deal with Madonna where it's like, yeah, I know you were a sex symbol at one time, but I think it's kind of diminishing her her legacy by doing shit like this. Like you're mature. Just be like, just be that mature Madonna and, and have us like a great legacy behind you. You know, everybody, I don't know why she, maybe she, in the, in the world of likes, she knew, we know people that put out pictures that are, you know, scantily clad and probably shouldn't be putting those pictures up, but they catch likes. So like they want to get that like type deal. And I think, you know, the celebrities, they get a billion likes, for fucking, they could put up their shit in a toilet 
and they're going to get someone to fuck get a million likes on it. You know what I mean? So I think she was addicted to that type of vibe and yeah. And the, the fans love her. So they're not going to, I, I bet some people probably talk some shit in there, but um, yeah, for the most part, they probably just loved it and said that hot is over, baby, hot is over. And uh, she's dating like a fucking 14 year old dude too. <laughs> They're all, what's crazy about it, she's like, you can never take away, the only person that can take away Madonna's legacy is Madonna, and uh, she should start thinking more about that. You didn't do no Black Friday shopping, did you? Nah, nah, just, just couldn't get around to it. There were stories of that fucking madness, that bullshit going all over the place. Not as much as in the past you used to get people getting fucking killed at Black Friday shopping. It was like a Black Friday shopping was like the fucking Travis Scott concert where people would just flood and fucking, well, the best I can do for you is step on your head so you die immediately. You know <laughs> what I mean? But I can't help yeah. you up. Uh, one of those deals. But I do uh, my Black Friday shopping online, like like sane people, I think. And I liked it. I used to like the last couple of years leading in. I liked the vibe of going to the store to do it, of course. But, you know, we live in a time of fucking the air you breathe could kill you. So that's kind of, yeah, yeah. It's kind of problematic. It's kind of a problematic thing. You know what I mean? I think so. Kim Kardashian... Uh, is 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 one of those dark arts people. She, she paints a lot of black and red paintings, and then she steps into the portal and goes into hell. Goes into fucking hell. Speculation. I can only speculate. Uh, Michael Gandolfini isn't worried about being typecast in mobster roles because he's he knows he's never doing a movie again, so he doesn't have to worry <laughs> about that. Uh, that Sopranos movie was flaming dog shit did you see that did you have eventually watch it no i mean i saw the trailer with you but that was about it i had no interest in watching it now michael gandolfini was only in it for a short amount of time and i think they were kind i think that they they're planning like three like fucking three movies i think they're planning and the first one he was very a little part of it uh and i think the second movie if they do it He'd be a bigger part of it, but I really don't think I don't do like it's HBO and the, the, the HBO owes the Sopranos a lot, so like they'll probably give them those movies. But if it was just if if it was just movies going to theaters, I don't, there would never be another Sopranos movie. That there was people that liked it because they felt like they because they thought fucking the ghost of James Gandolfini was going to haunt them if they talk shit about it. his son. You know, the movie his son getting his big step in. But I thought it was garbage. That was fucking horrible. Horrible, man. I could tell you it was. Yeah, I seen it. It was fucking garbage, man. The new documentary getting done about the Beatles, which is cool. That'll be fun. Peter Jackson, our boy, yeah. our longtime friend, Peter Jackson, dude, is uh, directing that masterpiece. I've seen some clips, some pics, rather, not clips, but pics, and looked like they, uh, it was a picture of John Lennon being inspired. He was like, when something clicked, and he was like, oh, we got a good song here. And uh, I like that shit. I like when they dig up all those bonus bonus footage, and what bigger band than the Beatles, you know what I mean? Heck yeah. Um, Yoko Ono vindicated in the Beatles talk over claims she broke up the band, which she kind of did. 
in her head, she thinks it's probably what was best for John and her as a relationship. But uh, the Beatles were a little, probably a little bit bigger than their relationship. <laughs> um, but that's the sacrifices you make for love or drugs or however, however you want to do it. I think that whole thing was an art statement. I think, you know, I like Lennon, but Lennon, you know, there's been talks of Lennon not being the best person in general, uh, especially to his ladies. So mm. who's to say? Yoko Ono probably put up with a lot of shit. So probably she couldn't be angry with John. So she had to be angry at somebody, which probably became the Beatles, knowing that how much that that getting back at the Beatles would be getting back at John. Subliminally, you know what I mean? Uh, Yoko Ono, though, she's a shit. I don't know. I don't know what her deal. I don't know. I don't even know if she she does a little bit of everything. But I've never really dipped into what she does, so I can't give an opinion on it. So she just kind of stays where uh, society considers her as just the girl that broke up the Beatles with me. <laughs> uh, and with that being said, yeah, we'll catch you all. We got some, we got get get prepared. Thanksgiving just dropped. We have our Christmas special. We'll be getting ready to drop on you guys. And of course, if you like this episode, go listen to more episodes. Um, I want to tell everybody real quick, you know, we have the YouTube page of Boombastic Media where you can catch all the video interviews we do and some best of episodes um, there. So if you ever hear an episode that you, an interview that you really liked, go check out the video. I always recommend the videos over the audio um, just because of the pure visual. But with that being said, I will say that if you like it, listen to both because there's, there are two cuts of each episode. The audio cut is different than the video cut. Not drastically, but there is some stuff that you might not catch in either or. You know what I mean? So if you like it, peep them both out. Uh, the show can be heard wherever you listen to other podcasts. You're probably listening to this here uh, now at that, that, that very uh, network or, 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 or website that you're listening at the podcast. And, uh, yeah, so listen to more shows. Check out the YouTube uh, we have Boombastic Streaming on a Patreon for anybody that wants to get down and support financially. Help out the brothers in uh, Rhyme over here. Boombastic casting it up. And, uh, yeah, cool beans. So with that being said, we bid you adieu. We hope you all have a great week. And we'll catch you all on the next episode of the Boombastic Cast. Boom-bastic. Boom-bastic.